Welcome to the Sports Overload Show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Jake Agate alongside my co-host Christy Martino. We're here, to, we're here to deliver the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about Le'Veon Bell, discuss our picks for midseason awards around the NFL, the college football playoffs, then we're going to wrap it up with some fantasy start sit advice and some news from around the league. We've got a great show for you in store today, so let's get started. Sports Everledge show. Thank you for tuning in. And we're here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, about 44 degrees outside on this great, great Thursday night, November 8th. And speaking of Pittsburgh, we're watching the Pittsburgh Steelers just destroy the Carolina Panthers right now. They're up by 40 in the fourth quarter. No Leb Bell out there. And that'll bring us to our biggest topic here in NFL wise, here wise, he's not. Reported. He's back in the news. Yeah, he's, he's. I mean, he he took a little bit of time off, but I think he was hearing all the all the James Conner talk around the NFL. You know, just saw AFC Player of the Month for October, saying I oh, there was a bunch of chatter saying with Are they better without him? And then you know he has to go and do his tweets and whatever, get back in the news. Yeah, showed up he at was it, out of the news. Showed, showed up at an L. He t- tweeted farewell Miami. I don't know if anybody caught that. Sure you did, because you guys wrong. are all dedicated, dedicated fans and dedicated listeners. Yeah, spelled it wrong, so he wasn't he wasn't working on school down there, but showed up at a uh, LA Fitness inter- intramural just uh, amateur basketball game, and uh, he looked good. I guess from the picture, some other pictures weren't as flattering, but he looks to be in some sort of physical shape. But that's that's really not what anybody's talking about. They're talking about his tweets. And they're talking about his, is he going to come? Yeah, he just wants paid at this point. He's a three-time pro bowler, two-time all-pro. We're talking about a guy that had over 321 carries, over 1,000 yards last season, and add on to his 85 receptions. He just wants his money, and at this point, looks like he's going to get it, but not at the price he was expecting coming in this season i mean he's 26 27 with a pretty lengthy injury history a little bit of a suspension history mixed in there as well and the steelers the the reports of what they've offered him were to a fan more than fair but you know him and his agent just didn't think that that it was fair for him and i guess you can look at the recent todd Gurley and david johnson contracts as as prime examples what Gurley got four four years 60 million extension about 40 some guaranteed David Johnson, a little below market value, three for 39. And he, the reports were last year, 17 million average annual value. And for, especially for a running back, that is incredibly fair. But, I mean, what's your take? Do you think it's the money? Do you think it's a disrespect? Give, give me your thoughts. I got a question. 
for all you viewers out there, would you still pay him? After all he's done to you, dragging this out, showing disrespect to the O-line for saying he's going to show up one time, one do the other. And he's making an easy statement that just let him go due to the James Conner situation on how successful he's been doing. And it makes you show that anyone can do his job. So, no, I would not, even though I would love to see him in the black and gold next year. I just don't see it happening. I mean, he's. A, I mean, I wanted him to be a Steeler for life. I kind of hope he still is because he's such he a dynamic generational back. But the the added variable of James Conner just created a whole new situation that he did not think was possible. He thought that they were going to be coming back, begging for him to come back and just hold out. But James Conner has played the numbers show better than Bell ever has had for a stretch of games. And I mean, if James Conner continues running like this. Is there even room in the backfield for Le'Veon Bell right now? Big update. Josh Dobbs is in the game right now with 11 <laughs> minutes left in the fourth quarter. That's it. We're about to see him make some great throws. I know. I got I, – right, right now I got Ben with a 50-burger on my bench uh, in fantasy right now. Starting Mahomes, though. Starting Mahomes. AP still getting his receptions. Well, I mean the, I mean the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Wi-Fi's still booming. I guess it is. Dobbs with the smile. Anyways – Bell, I I'm I want to see it over. Do you think he shows up next week? I think he does. What I, about you? I think so because I, I he's already I, apparently it's obviously not about the money at this point. That's clear. He's given up more more money this year than any running back is going to make. So it's not about the money. It, 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 it's about the 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 disrespect and and what he considers his value at, and the Steelers just aren't giving that contract, giving that. Titled him. Something to watch. James Conner leaves this game with an injury, so that is something to watch, knowing that he'll be back next week, which is like the perfect storm right now. And I I think he'll come Tuesday at 3 o'clock and sign that paperwork right before 4 o'clock. I think he wants it over, too. I think he just wants his money, and that's the only way he's going to get it. Is But I think he'll be a big help in the playoffs, even though Steeler Nation and all those Yenzers out there don't want it, want it to see him, but you're going to. I mean, he's a guy you want to root for and you don't want to think of as the villain, but it's really hard. It's incredibly hard because, I mean, the Steelers were great to him. They stuck with him through the suspension, through the injuries, all of that, but he's just doing his own thing right now. And I don't know how much longer the Steelers want to put up with it. There's reports coming out every day that his agent didn't know what how how the policy would work with the franchise tag and different things. They here's played the this very poorly. For, for the viewers, here's the policy. The Steelers can handle this three different ways from what I'm being under the way I Your take sources. it. Yeah, my sources, Your sources. My sources say, one, you, you franchise tag them again, but on a QB salary. So once you get tagged so many times, it's going to be $30 million and they're not going to do that. Two, you could let them go in free agency and – farewell and you get your third round pick two or i mean three excuse me you could get your fair you can match their offer which they're not going to do that because it's going to be outrageous and you still get a third round pick so you do got options with this whole Ed bell situation but the steelers just want that third round pick and just be done with it at this point i think so but how about we get into some of the players that actually have played this year get into some mid-season let's awards let's do it let's start off with the coach of the year give me your picks we I want to do a disclaimer. We did not discuss our picks. We kept them under lock and key. So this is all fresh to me and you, all the listeners out there. And I, instant reaction from me towards you. You're going to hear it. All right. My coach of the year. Got to be Andy Reid. 
Andy Reid's number two on my list. I have Sean McVay first. See, I was thinking about Sean McVay, but with with Andy Reid, 20 years, 20 seasons, he's been in in the National Football League doing what he's doing. And he's every year, he's there. He's there. You know, he's in the playoffs. He got the way way his offensive mind is, Sean McVay's probably better. But in this case, you know, Andy Reid got a young quarterback and Patrick Mahomes and every weapon at his disposal. I think that defense is stepping up. It's having gone long. It's better. a nice bend, don't break, and especially especially considering the fact that Eric Berry hasn't played a snap this year, their best player. But Chris Jones has really has really stepped up. New additional uh, Kendall Fuller has uh, acclimated himself well. So they they got pieces. They got enough playmakers there. But I'm I'm saying McVay because the offense is is humming. It's dynamic. You've got the one, the best running back in the league right now. You got Jared Goff playing at an elite level. Which, which he showed last year that he was taking those steps. And, and, and I get why you're going with Reed, especially considering the fact that Mahomes was an absolute unknown before this year. Nobody, I mean, he, he made a, a spot start week 17 whenever it didn't matter last year, won that game against Denver. But McVay has, the way he's handled all the new pieces, all the new egos, you know, Suh, Peters, I mean, giving Donald a new mind. contract. Uh, and he's the youngest NFL coach. Mine, we had that in there. He is. So these guys are going to be in in the running. A dark horse candidate that I really like. And in, in, if I'm voting, I'm going Nagy. I picked Reed. I was just about to say. I, I'm Matt saying Nagy I'm saying Nagy my, because my under I, the radar guy. I I like a coach of the year as somebody who is taking the next next step, not somebody who's taking a playoff team from a playoff it, team to a little bit better. Week one, it started bad for these rookie head coaches, I tell it, you. Yeah, it did. And, and, <laughs> they, and, they didn't win. I, I believe they, they didn't get one win, those rookie coaches. It hasn't always been smooth sailing for the Bears so Renegade, far. Renegade is playing for the <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers up by 40. But the Bears are 5-3. and three, And last year, they won five games the whole year, going 5-11. and 11. They were 29th in offense, 9th in defense. This year, they've jumped to 5th in offense, 4th in defense, and mostly the progression of Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, my, uh, another guy that that's I don't like him personally, but he's a good coach, Sean Payton. I think he's Sean also Payton there, yeah. I mean, it's there. pretty low-key that they have the same record as, All right, as the Rams. so let's move on to the NFL MVP. MVP. You go first. I'll go first. I got Patrick Mahomes, See, obviously. The other day when we were discussing, yep. I said, Gurley, I flipped it to Mahomes. Oh, you do? I well, we're talking about a guy that has over 2,901 passing yards, averaging 9.2, 29 touchdown passes to his seven picks. And I believe, on record, he will break Peyton Manning's touchdown record with 52. I think he does get it. And you want to hear the amazing stat that I found? Guess how many 20-yard plus throws has this guy made past like yards 47 46 oh. 40 yeah yeah 46 right what about what about 40 up well you got you know you got the fastest guy if not the best receiver in the league in Tyreek Hill 15 11 okay 11 40 yarder that's the most in the league right now all right so we got we both got the NFL MVP what about player of the year Offensive or defensive? Um, offensive. Offensive, I'm saying Gurley. It usually always goes to kind of the runner-up that isn't a quarterback. Uh, Gurley 
has he also won this award last year yeah but i mean he's taken it to new heights this year so how could you not give it to him 868 yards that's 4.8 yards per carry and 12 touchdowns in on the ground on the ground yeah 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 yeah. way more in the receiving game obviously but my defense who's your defense player of the year i'll let you go first right now uh aaron donald I got him too. It's not. It's not looking like we kind of like shared. This. I was thinking the actual guy at the top of my list is Bobby Wagner. Okay. But I, I think that. Or he, or um Khalil Mack. I was gonna he say could, Mack could make a case. But he's missed the past couple of games. I think that's gonna hurt him. Yep. But he especially at the start of the season. Aaron Donald started slow though. We got to take that into account. Aaron too. Donald started slow, but Mack slowing down. Uh, he got thirty combination tackles. He got ten sacks on the season, which is what voters love to and, see in twenty. 20 solo tackles. Hey, but Bobby Wagner, I don't think he's going to get the recognition simply because he's in Seattle and they've kind of become – they've their star has dimmed a, a ton. Man, this sets back the Panthers at 6-2. and two. Anyways, who's your uh, offensive rookie of the year? Offensive rookie of the year, Saquon. All right, well, we must that, have the that, same list. Cause that one's easy. One, that I mean, a lot of it's given. the same, but – I mean, it's, you can make a make a name for Philip Lindsay. You can make an argument there for uh, Baker. But Baker, Baker, Baker might win it. Honestly, he does have a strong possibility. But you got Barkley, five hundred nineteen yards on the ground, five touchdowns, and then you got fifty eight receptions, four hundred ninety seven yards, and two touchdowns. He might get a thousand, a thousand a piece. If he does that, I mean, that'll be incredibly, uh, incredibly. He's on that. Impressive. He's on that pace with. With that offense, and he's on pace, and they don't got a, a lot of weapons around him. I mean, they got, uh, I mean, OBJ obviously, but I mean, OBJ is, is just him. Shepard and Ingram are both pretty disappointing, and the offense runs through Barkley, so there's no reason why he can't keep putting up these numbers. For those of you that don't know me, I hate Penn State. Just throwing that out there right now. Just so I might get his jersey, but that's only because I like the him, you know, as a Giants guy, not a Penn State guy. Anyways, who's your defense of rookie of the year? Now, this one might surprise you a little bit. Go ahead. Darius Leonard, linebacker for the Colts. Shut the front door. I got the same guy. All right. Dude, he is. He, he leads he, the league in tackles. Yeah, uh, tackles. He's all over the field. He you missed want, a little you bit hear of his stats. Eighty-eight tackles, four sacks, and three forced fumbles. He's anything the Colts ever wanted, really, at that outside linebacker position. I mean, he hasn't been incredibly successful when it comes to coverage, but I mean that can come. But he's been all over the field and all over the field yeah, playmaker. Yeah, left, right, up front. Yeah. So, which is what they needed, and they've been a much improved unit under Frank Wright. They just can't in the get first that year. record, though. They can't get that record to show. It, it'll happen, though. Who's your uh, comeback player of the year? Comeback? Now, I was torn between two quarterbacks. Okay. I said Wentz. Okay. Because he's been a little bit better lately, mm-hmm. and I think the team will finish with a uh, better record at the end of the year. Yep. Over Watson. That's who I was debating. Oh wow. I got someone different. Okay, okay. I got someone different. I got Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Okay. The guy goes this. Now, he literally falls off the face of the earth. He's in like Paris or something for the whole year last year. And this guy is incredible considering we didn't know he existed last year. He has 2,187 yards, 23 touchdown passes to eight interceptions. And that's incredible considering this guy was nowhere to be found. He's a veteran. He's actually low-key the number two f- fantasy quarterback for you, f- those fantasy people out there. He's just, he's just, he's flying under the radar. 
He's flying on the radar, but kind of how I was going with Watson. I know the Texans have, have a better record than the Colts, but the record really isn't there. So, I mean, he's saying he's not in, in that, he's not in as big of a market, and I think that'll that'll hurt him in the end. But hey, what might help him is, have you ever seen that Captain Andrew Luck t- uh, account on Twitter? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that might, you know, dude, no, no public- publicity is bad publicity. Yeah, and since we're on Twitter, you can just hit me with that follow at Cristobalo4, just... You know, do what you got to do with that one. And that's Honor- our midseason award. Well, well, I want to throw in one more honor- honorable mention for comeback player of the year, Dalvin Cook. If he, if he can get healthy and go on a nice little run here and help the Vikings maybe secure the top of the NFC North, there's no reason why he won't be in the conversation at the end of the year. He's I, an honorable mention. I just, I, I'll he's not, he's obviously not my front runner, but he's my honorable mention. Like, I'm just going there. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows if how good are how good we are with these awards and how they will pan out at the end of the season. Well, you're the super genius. Which means everything right. I just said and we say will be true. Yes. So we're not liars. I'm never wrong. Yeah, I've never I'm the most been wrong, right guy ever. I know. <laughs> That's the truth. Alright. Anyways. Going back in this. Will what team will turn it around halfway through the season? What team will turn it around? You're putting me on the spot here a little bit. I want. I, I want to say the Seahawks because besides they they play the Rams one more time this week, then they're done. And I don't think that the Cardinals or the 49ers really pose a threat in those division games, so they can pick up some easy wins there. And Russell Wilson is playing quietly at, like, a top-five efficiency level in the NFL at the quarterback. So I think that, you know, especially with the Panthers showing some weaknesses, the Falcons obviously have their flaws. Only one team is really going to come out of the NFC East. I mean, the Seahawks can can be a wild-card team. They still have playmakers on the defense. My guy, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, um, Pete Carroll's really starting to get that together. And the team I think that's going to turn it around, believe it or not, is your Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, they have all the they potential. Got too much yeah, but, yeah, they but got they too have much all trauma. the potential on defense. You see it all the time. And though. Leonard Fournette trauma. will come back this week. Okay, and then break his hamstring again. No, no, he's a piece of glass, but he'll get things rolling. I'm telling you, Jags are going to turn it around. I just don't. You, the, can, you know what team's on the downhill though? The Baltimore Ravens. You know they had control in the AFC North and then just turned it off. Cowboys slumping. slumping. No way. I, you, you hate to see it, but whatever. And how about them Packers? Are they done or finished? They're they're finished. Finished? They're finished. I I I think they're the most overrated football team on the planet right now at three, four, and one. Like come on now. I know they got oh my god Aaron Rodgers, but no. Come on. You have no run game. You have no, you, you traded away one of the best slot receivers yeah, and I running backs in time Montgomery for a seventh-round pick. N- not only that, they also got rid of their starting safety. You know who goes Dix. for they, a seventh-round pick? A slice of bread. They, nobody wants a, a seventh-round well, pick. That's of, a steal by the Baltimore Ravens. Part of that was... Highway robbery. I, I think they needed to get him out of the locker room because of the whole entire the fumble situation report, against that the Rams. Was wrong. That was wrong. It would, dude, I, I mean, it, he it obviously caused a locker room issue. 
you might as well get him out of there and let Aaron Jones that, emerge. That locker room so divided, which is why I think they're done at 3-4-1. They lost games when they should have won. And at this point in the season, or even earlier in the season, you got to win those games, and that's why they're done. Yeah, I, little known that they lost to the Redskins. Yes. I mean, they got handled by the Redskins. I mean, people <laughs> like to make excuses for the Packers all the time, but I think this is the year that it gets caught up to them. I heard so many excuses out of that locker room. I, I just want to... Mm. All the time. All the time. To the Detroit Lions? To the Detroit yeah, that, Lions. That game, was well, not, that game was not as close as the 31-23 to 23 score. Shoot. It wasn't, it was but that's, a, that's another excuse. Come, what are you, in the in their locker room? To yeah. the Detroit Lions? Because they lose, and then the next game, Rodgers makes some nice sidearm pass, and then they say, oh, the, the Packers are the greatest team on, on the face of the earth again. It happens every year. And one of these, but they always make the playoffs. That's the thing. They always make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs this year. This Who's gone? McCarthy. I think so. What about Rodgers? Rodgers will never leave. Rodgers, what do you mean? He'll retire there? No. Oh, yeah. Well, they got to yeah, blame yeah, someone. Yeah. You got to okay, blame someone. Okay, they're not going to blame Rodgers. You see, dude, quarterbacks do not get fired. They don't get fired. No, but quarterbacks don't get fired. Head get, coaches they're get fired. I'm going to fire you. Dude, you can't fire I'm me. I'll fire, fire you. you. I, I think that someone got to go, and obviously I think McCarthy's a terrible coach. I got a list of five terrible coaches. And he's a Pittsburgh guy. He's a Pittsburgh guy, and, and, and we're ragging on him, but for good reason. You got to do your job. Yeah. Hey, if McCarthy, I, if you're hearing this. If I were an NFL head coach and I sucked, I would want you guys to fire me. I would want uh, I, I would want the fans to I fire mean, me. win some games and we'll give you some credit, but until then, no love from us. None. Unless you want to come on our podcast. Yeah, then, 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 we'll, then we'll accept you. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll talk some Packers talk, even though our viewership will go down probably, but it's whatever. Nobody really likes the Packers, except this one guy I know, but he's, you know, a little um, out, out there at this point. But the, the team that's surprising you now, one, one team. Well, I, I you, mean, you can't get a good or bad, good or bad. Good. Like in a good, okay, in a good, good way. Good. The Bengals, honestly, I thought they, I, I thought they were going to be much more of a five hundred team. They're five and three. They have some good wins under their belt. Yeah, uh, especially with AJ Green. It, well, that's the thing, AJ Green. But I mean, Joe Mixon's emerging. Boyd is especially emerging. That's good. Fun fact: I played against him in high school. He touched the ball two times and he scored two times, and then he just they sat All right, out. You ready for my team? I don't know if anyone will agree with this, but the Chicago Bears. Now, now, Graham, you, now, I kind of touched up on them earlier. I was going to go with it, but you, you I, I, I touched Khalil up on them Mack earlier. Going, all right. All right, so you're like, okay, we know what we're going to get. You know, you're paying for him. But you got Matt Nagy coming in there. You know he's an all right offensive-minded guy. You, you, you know. And then you got Mitch Trubisky, who I don't know if has panned out before this season. I mean, North Carolina's seen him play while I was watching some games at Pitt. I was scouting them out. Threw seven touchdowns on Pitt, him and Ryan Switzer, but it's whatever. Anyways, then you got Jordan Howard and then Terry Cohen's emerging. He started last year. You're still – Allen Robinson has not panned out for this Chicago But Trey Bears. Burton has. Trey Burton has one Trey of, Burton over one from of the Eagles. best tight ends. Finally yes. got his chance, and, he, and, and he's making he most of He was one of the best backup tight ends in hey, the seriously, league. Seriously, he was a third string, but every time he yep. came in, he produced. And then Taylor Gabriel, real low-key, has, has added yeah. another wrinkle. But that, that Bears defense is one of the best defenses yeah, in the league. It's not plays. the best right now. They make a lot of plays. Splash yeah, plays. The, the, honestly, like it's weird because last year it was kind of the year of the defense. The Vikings were taking over. The Eagles were taking over. The uh, who would the, obviously the Jaguars, but I but th- this year on a, on a week to week basis, there's not been one team that has been 
incredibly consistent on the defensive side. I just, I don't know. Just this season has been no, no big issues though. The only biggest issue was Led Bell, and it's starting to fade away. And and we'll get to there when we come back. But I just want you all to ponder on this: Who is your NFL MVP? I know this is not live or whatsoever, but if you ever see us, just give us a name. See if you agree with us. See if you don't. I just. Want to hear what you guys have to say, really, and um, or if you agree or not agree with us. And the team—that's the biggest team right there—is the Washington Redskins. I thought they were in the water. Send in your submissions to at Crystal Ball O four. Yes. With and your MVP. Or with your, your MVP, or, and or we're gonna yours. tell you why you're wrong. Even if you agree with us, we're gonna tell you why you're wrong. Because we say what? The truth. The truth. We say the truth. That's our motto that's here. A, and I'm never wrong. Never wrong. Never been wrong. Maybe one time I was wrong. You can't. you can't. Nope. You can't. Nope. You know what I'm right about? The Pittsburgh Steelers, baby. They're back, baby. That'll be 6-2-1. Good six, feeling. Two and Good one. feeling. Thursday night football, you're going to embarrass Superman Cam Newton. <laughs> Watch out. Watch. Steeler Nation, I'm with you. And we'll be right back after this break as we're going to talk some college football playoffs and teams in, teams out. We'll, we'll see. When we come back, stay with us. to the Sports Overload Show. I'm Jake Eggett, still here with Christy Martino. He didn't go anywhere. Took a little pizza break. Always eat those pizza, but good deal on pizza. I bought, what, like seven slices with some Turner's tea. Woo! Good deal. I'm spot. pretty sure there might be a copyright infringement, so we're not going to say the name we got the pizza place from, but $6 for a large pie. Can't beat it. If maybe, you know, you know. Maybe we can get uh, him on. He's a nice guy. He knows me by my first name now, which I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. That, that's a good thing. Always a good thing. You know what is a good thing? What are we talking about? College football playoffs. Uh, well, you want to hear my list or you want to start with your list? Let me hear yours. All right. So, I'm I'm a nice college football analyst, so we'll, we'll see how this goes. Number one, give me Alabama. Clearly. You're not. There's I'm, You're not wrong. Yeah. I'm, you're never wrong, I'm but never you're not wrong, wrong on this not a, Yeah. Number two. Give me freaking Michigan, baby. Shutting I do like Shane Patterson. Yeah, embarrassing. They do got it. I mean, they, they finally embarrassing have a quarterback. Embarrassing Penn State. It was the great. I, that was nice. I, I cried. Anytime Penn State loses, I cried. an angel gets their wings. My face would not stop smiling for like 13 hours. It was great. I mean, I didn't hear one Penn State fan say anything. It was, it was absolutely great. So his number two is Michigan, but the top four right now, the college football playoff put out is Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and Michigan. There are some other teams that have some valid claims to be in there. One of them's uh, University of Georgia, but on the resume, they got a rough loss uh, to 
LSU, and they're going to have to beat Bama on December 1st to, to make a claim. But they can. they got playmakers on the offensive and defensive side. Uh, local guy DeAndre Swift's doing some nice things down here. Well, down there, I should say. He was doing good things up here until he went there because he just didn't like Pitt, I guess. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. And uh, also, Oklahoma probably got arguably the best quarterback right now, Kyler Murray, uh, who will be going to play Dog. for the Oakland Athletics after this year. You don't hear that a lot, but he's already signed there. But they do got a, a close Texas loss on their resume. But they got an easy pass path to the uh, Big 12 championship. They just got to finish up beating uh, Will Greer and the Mountaineers later on this season. What are your thoughts? Do you think that – who do you think gets in by the end of this? Who do you think's out? I think – I think Clemson will be in, but I don't think they're going to win. I think Notre Dame's going to be in, but they're not going to win. They're, they're, they're going to drop out sooner or later. My number three is Georgia. I mean, I'm a big I'm big on Georgia. And my number four is Notre Dame because you got you to gotta have them in there. If, if they're going to go undefeated, you can't hold them out of there. And then my number five is obviously Clemson. I'm not too high on them. But um, – one of their tough, tough like, close wins is Pittsburgh, which is why I don't think Notre Dame is going to be making a good case for themselves. I think, that. I think two teams that people want to see in but won't uh, UCF, especially if they finish undefeated <laughs> again. They were the national champions yeah, last year no. by some, by some sources. Okay, by some, not by all, They're just by one. Books. They are, and uh, also Washington State. Uh, but they do have a USC loss. That's their only loss. It would be fun to see uh, Mike Leach air raid offense in the uh, college football playoff. But nobody really respects the the, uh, the Pac-12, so I don't see anything happening there. I wish Oregon was uh, in contention, but they also have a tough loss um, against Stanford that they're not going to be able to wash away. And I don't see it happening for them. So a little college football segment. Game of the week on ABC is Clemson and Boston College. You got the two-ranked team in the nation in Clemson, 9-0, versus the 17th Boston College at 7-2. and Clemson's getting 20 points. Who are you taking? I'm still Just taking Clemson. I really no? Like... No upset alert? Not in this mm, one? I don't know. I mean... Clemson's on the road. They are on the road, but they got Trevor Lawrence, who is... I mean, he's a true freshman, but, I mean, he's putting up some monster numbers. And then I think I, the, you win in the trenches... And they got Christian Wilkins nice and, Dexter, and Dexter Lawrence on the defensive line, really going to cause some havoc for the uh, Boston College Eagles. But you got my man, and Anthony Brown, A B number thirteen. He's a dog. And then you got Dylan, who's on pace for over a thousand yards. He got eight TDs on the season. I don't know, Kevin White. Yeah, but he's but, but Dylan's not even the best running you know back in this you know game. At he's the end, one, he's top seven back. Okay, but Travis at the end, he's probably top three. Quadrioles is up there, but we're not going to talk about You know what? Pack Hines while we're at it. You know, if you need tickets, call call Pittsburgh because I can't help you. Anyways, Pack Hines, I think they got a good shot to win it, and so on and so forth. And this wraps up our college football segment. We'll be back with Stardom and Sidham.
Welcome back to the Sports Overloaded Show. I'm your host, Christy Martino, and my co-host, Jake Haggett. And for you fantasy gurus out there, you're here for the truth. That's why you're here, for some fantasy start and sit. And we're going to start at quarterbacks. Jake, who's yours? I'm going Andy Dalton versus New Orleans. Even with A.J. Green out, I know. But I feel like they still got a pretty stable core of pass catchers. Uh, Uzoma laid a goose egg one of the last times out, but I think he's a, he's due for a bounce-back game. Uh, Tyler Boyd, like I said earlier, has really stepped up. And Joe Mixon uh, coming back. He's, he looks healthy. He looks great. I think that they'll be able to control the clock a little bit, and, they, and they've got to keep up with the New Orleans defense somehow. Mine, guess who mine is? Dak Prescott. You didn't even give me a chance to guess. You know what? Because I, you know, we're That's like, like the same. Well, but we're like the same minded. You know what I mean? Like you would have guessed it anyways. Because this guy, prime time rivalry game, Philadelphia Eagles. Dak Prescott threw two touchdowns last week. Oh yeah, that was probably his. First what was he gonna play bad too. for his grandma? He's not gonna play bad for nobody. Plays bad for grandma on Thursday night football, even though he's on the road. Start Dak Prescott with confidence. All right. Since I went first, you go. Go ahead. First running sit. back. Running back. Uh, are, are we gonna oh, yeah, we'll go sit. We'll yeah, go sit. I, My I bad. Mean, it's start, sit, not start, Okay, start, all right, start, all right. Calm sit. down. Don't get okay. cocky there. Go ahead. All right, sitting. I'm sitting Trubisky against uh, even home against Detroit. I just feel like it's cold weather football. I feel like it's going to be a slow-paced game. A lot of defense by the Bears, and uh, the dysfunction from the Lions on offense is going to help the Bears be able to control the clock, really not have to air it out. Trubisky, he is 12th in standard scoring right now, and he's been consistent, but I just don't think that this is the type of game flow that's going to enable him to put up those kind of numbers. I'm taking Matthew Stafford. Well, you're not taking him. I'm not taking him. I'm taking him in in my sit list. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm taking Matthew Stafford on the road versus Chicago. I – Stay away from him. It's a, it's it's definitely a trap for Matthew Stafford versus. So your take is the not take him. My take is the okay. not take him. Yes, against that tough tough Chicago Bear defense. It's playing at home, by the way, who's even better. So for those of you that have Matthew Stafford, pick someone up on the waiver wire like Baker Mayfield. Don't pick up Blake Bortles because that that's just a disaster waiting to happen. Eli Manning, maybe Monday Night Football, maybe he's a stream option. Um, running backs. Let's go there next, and I'll and I'll start with Leonard Fournette coming back from injury. Start him with confidence. He's on the road versus Indy, but I think if they're gonna bring him back, he's gonna come back full steam. I mean, I see it in, in the sense that they need to win this game, and they're gonna have to give it to Fournette considering he's been out basically the whole season. But if you're like, ah, should but, I test him? We'll, yeah, what he, it, we'll, he hasn't what, finished we'll the whole game this year. But start him with confidence. Seabull is never wrong. No, that's not true. Go ahead. Running I'm, back. It, it's always true. Much in, the, much in the uh, same thread as I went with Trubisky, I'm starting Cohen. Or I'm sitting. Oh, gosh. I'm sitting Cohen as well. And, uh, yeah, sitting well, Cohen? I'm sitting Cohen. Again, uh, he, against the Bills last week, everybody thought that was a good spot. But whatever, I have been in there as an RB, too. But you have him sitting, we'll sit him. I'm downgrading him simply on the fact that he's dependent on game flow. And I just don't think this is – I mean, he can exploit the linebackers that the, that the Lions are trotting out there. But I think, like I said with Trubisky, this is going to be a ground-and-pound game. Jordan Howard is going to tote the rock a lot. And Cohen's, uh, Cohen's efficiency has been waning the past couple weeks after a bunch of big games. And I, I'm just – you. there's better options out there. There's not tons, but there are better. 
You go for wide receiver, start him. Starting on Marquez Valdez-Scantling. I picked him up this week. I picked him up this week. Yes, sir. I'm pretty sure all you listeners are dedicated fans, so you know Geronimo Allison went on IR. And and Scantling Scantling has been hot. Uh, But Cobb really is fading heavily at this point in his career. Obviously, they know what they have in Devontae Adams, but somebody's got to get those targets. The rookie looks good. He looks good out of uh, University of In the past four games, it's either 100 yards or a touchdown. And, I mean, that's explosiveness. He's going against Miami defense. That is tough, especially in the secondary, but... But but Rodgers is throwing to him. Rodgers is throwing to him. (laughs) Anyways. Give me your sick. My my, my start? Jesus. Give me Amari Cooper. That's right. We're going with the boys. And Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper. Start them all. You have entirely too much confidence. Start them all. Amari Cooper. Who are they even playing? Amari Cooper. They got the rivalry game versus the Eagles. Oh, the Eagles are going to pound him. They No, no. Seaball's never wrong. Amari Cooper, they're going to him on purpose. You see him get that touchdown in his first game back. Starting with confidence. Also an interception while throwing. You know, we're not going to talk about that. And it was a bad throw by Dak. Should have threw it. It's whatever. My sit for wide receiver is Golden Tate. That I know I know some – in fantasy baseball this year, I got screwed over in the trade deadline because all my, my whole team got traded. You're going to get screwed over in this for Golden Tate. At least give him two or three more weeks till you start him with confidence. Leave him on your bench in this one. I'm going, I might sound a little bit redundant, but I'm also sitting Allen Robinson. <laughs> I, I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. If you're a betting man or a betting woman, uh, take the under on this game. Uh, we're all inclusive here. If you're a woman playing this, fantasy football, contact us. We'll tune you <laughs> and, in. No, yeah, and yeah, it, yeah it, if, you're, if you're a lady out there listening and playing fantasy football, at Crystal Ball yep. 04 is who you want to go for. <laughs> yeah, I, Him. Smartest guy. Smartest guy. Yeah, your 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 mother and your father and your uncle will love him. Yep. You, you know what the best position at where you win the game? Tight, tight end. end. Tight end. Tight end. Let's, let's go there right now. Jay, who's your tight end? Uh, Jordan Reed. I know that he's made a paper mache as well, but he's going against an atrocious Tampa Bay defense. And the Washington Redskins lost two starting offensive guards this week. Uh, I feel like the running game isn't going to be as potent. They're going to have to air it out a little bit. And, and I think Reed... I'm not expecting a 30-point game out of him, but a little bit above his projection. That's around 12-13 right now. I, I, I could see him chipping in with a touchdown, a couple runs uh, or a couple catches, get get some yak in there, yak attack, and uh, I'm expecting a, a good game out of him. Give me Nick Vanette, tight end for the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, two, two weeks ago, Ed Dixon came back from the pup list, had uh, two catches for 57 yards and a touchdown, but on three targets – well, the last couple of weeks, Vanette's really been the guy at the tight end position for them. Yeah, the one thing the Rams can't do, cover tight ends. That's their weakest spot is linebackers that cover the tight end. Last week, he went 6 for 52 and a touchdown. He's the quarterback's best friend is their tight end. 100%. Give me him with confidence. Start him up. And my sit, Jared Cook. I would leave him on your bench. Find a better option. He's going against a tough Chargers defense. Don't don't stay away. Now this is the tight end position has really been depleted this year in fantasy. Walker being out for the year. Eifer went on IR earlier. Safari Jenkins for Jacksonville. So I mean we're we're telling you to sit these guys, but you might not be able. 
You might not be able to. Um, Eric Ebron is a guy that I'm low on this week going against Jacksonville. Jack Doyle coming back is really going to put a hit on his targets. He's basically living and dying off the end zone targets right now. If he doesn't get them, he's really not going to be as productive. Catch totals are down. So, like I said, it's a weak tight end class this year. But if you have better options out there, I suggest looking somewhere else. Defenses. Defense win championships, some may say. Defense I like this week. I'm not saying they're going to win a championship. You know what I'm saying? The New York Jets. They're definitely on your waiver wire. And they're going against H2P Nate Peterman, hopefully. I don't know what no, his Tennessee, situation is. Tennessee can have Nate Peterman. Yeah, I just – Bill's got to be the worst offense in the league. Yeah, so I mean, they start are. start the New York Jets. I think that, honestly, the Steelers might have scored more touchdowns tonight than they have the whole season. Like, they're they're really bad. Especially, like, the fact of the matter is Josh Allen makes them a much better offense, and I did not think I'd Josh be saying Allen. that coming in. I hate Josh Allen. Just saying that out there. Go ahead, give me your defense. I'm going 49ers against a uh, home against New York Giants on Monday night. I like them prime time. Nick Mullins is the truth. We need him because we're the truth and he's the truth. We need him coming on here. He needs, yeah. Uh, but uh, very good outing last time against the Oakland Raiders. Uh, the bunch of sacks. I think they're going to be an inspired bunch. And the uh, Giants, Giants coming all the way across from the East Coast. I don't think they're going to be as effective. I think the 49ers have some opportunities for turnovers and sacks there. But I'm um, sitting this week. I'm sitting the Redskins at Tampa Bay. I mean, Fitzpatrick, by any metric, has been a very good quarterback, especially fantasy-wise. Uh, Redskins are a talented unit, but I think that their offense isn't going to be able to control the ball. It's going to turn into a little bit of a shootout, and I think that that's going to hurt them in the end. Uh, the defense I'm sitting this week, I know they're an option. The Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, they just haven't been the same defense. Some people I know may cut them. They're going against the Indianapolis Colt, Colts. I just leave them on your bench. Bench. Well, look, if you listen to us, you're going to win. So you I might have, as well. I won a championship at the age of 17 in a 40-plus adult league, so Seaball knows what he's talking about. So, And I'm, look, I'm, I'm seriously looking pretty for another championship. So you listen to me, you'll win your league, send me some money on the side, we'll be cool. Give me your uh, set defense. I already said the Redskins. Do you ever listen to me? No, you didn't. This is, I already said I'm sitting the Redskins that time. Oh, I did ask. You okay. never listen okay. to you what know, I have Dad, to say. Because you know, I'm always right. This is a conversation uh, that our listeners do not need yeah, to hear. Yeah, well, we'll talk about this off, you know, recording. Anyways, so for your Sundays, right, check your lineup 12 o'clock. And if you have any fantasy starter sick questions, follow me on, at me on Twitter, ChristoBolo4, and I'll answer all your questions if you want to actually win your matchup at Jakey one two of us, times. One of us. Jakey that, two that times. Is, that is 2x at the end of Jakey. I will answer any question you have, and I will be right, and you will win. And then maybe you can just slide me like a, a fiver. Yeah, I answered I answered a starter set question this week. It was a um, wide receiver, I believe. Or no, it was a flex spot, and I said go with Sonny Michelle. Coming back, if that's one of your guys, go with him. And the big news around the NFL, not big, but – Des Bryant signing finally with a team with the New Orleans Saints after losing Cameron Meredith today, placed on the IR, and I think he'll make a big, big impact coming, especially to a playoff team. And will he be the same wide receiver? I don't know. I mean, he he's with my boys, you know, Dallas down there. Dak Prescott, I don't know. Get him going. He's well, missing him. He's missing him, but he, he got Cooper. Him. But, like, yeah, Des. 
could could do could do. I don't. I'm not saying he's gonna be a fantasy he's in a good guy. Spot. He's I mean, in a he's good a wide spot. receiver three. It was, a, it was a slow news week. He's so. a good ad. He's a good ad for security. Flyer. Yeah. Also, a little Saints related. Marcus Peters today uh, was asked about the Rams game, all that against the Saints, and he said, "Tell Sean Payton to keep talking that shit. We're gonna see him soon. I assume that he's talking about the playoffs." But Marcus Peters is one. He, he has a loud mouth. He's always talking. One of the best wide corners in the league. Yeah, though. I mean, people think that, but he's really having. Sean a, Payton should keep his beep up, but it's whatever. He's having a down it's year. Whatever. They they're really missing a keep to leave. And like I said, I mean, the they Rams, see them again. They one. see them again. Rams are taking that. Yeah, game could definitely look, went different. If, I know Sean McVay's watching tape right now, fixing his mistakes because he's one heck of a coach. If they meet again, it's going to be in the playoffs, and we just can. We just better hope as fans that it's as good, if not better, of a game that just happened on this past Sunday. Well, thank you for staying with us all through this time, and I hope you guys come back to us again for our episode two of our podcast on the Sports Overload Show. And I'm Chris DiMartino, your host. I'm Jake Agid, co-host. We got uh, some new exciting segments coming up we're going to be implementing throughout the upcoming shows. So thank you for sticking with us, and we hope to see you again on Monday. Never wrong.